1: Work all day, stress all night, take your mind
2: off
1: your money, focus on your life, money don't matter or the stuff is it bought, it's the way you think, not what you got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now.
3: Get your money mind right. Get your money mind right. Yeah, get your money mind right. So, are you ready? Oh, well, I guess we're ready. Yeah. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Thanks for stopping by. We are so glad to have you. I am Heather Wagonhals, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry, and we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with these following great features. Uh, first off, this week's key is our last key in our Keys to Riches financial wellness series, and that is become a voracious reader. Our moolah word of the day actually kind has to do with our invest diva from last week, Kiana. And uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a derivative of last week's show. How's that for your hint for the moolah word of the day? Uh, minutes on your money. How about six power ways to fail at picking stocks?
0: I'd love to
3: know that. Yeah, because then, like, if we're doing it, we can stop, right? <laughs> and then, uh, okay, our trivia question for fabulous prizes. Uh, we um We always do it on a show that we've already done before. So based on last week's show, Practicing the Three R's, that is where this week's trivia question will come from. As always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time and reducing stress using these proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. Insiders Club members are entered automatically in our weekly giveaways. However, if you're not a member and would like to compete for great money management tools, just answer today's trivia question correctly. And this week's trivia question is, in practicing the three R's, what specifically keeps us on track? Is it the review, revise, or recommit phase? Of the three R's as we are practicing them, which phase is the one that actually keeps us on track? That is your trivia question for the week. If you would like to win, you can win one of three ways. The first way is hop in the chat room on our website, our newly designed website for the second time. And uh, that is uh, our live chat room. Hi. I'm here. Come and visit and share your potential right answers to win our fabulous prizes. Uh, or you can call in to win. That's one 966 9420 That's 866-966-9420. And if we are busy, keep trying. And if you get our voicemail, make sure that you leave contact information if you happen to have the right uh, answer so like an email address or a phone number to give you a call back at because sometimes our our answer machine gets overwhelmed too and that way your right answer can be a winner today and last but not least if you were listening from a podcast never fear email is here all you have to do is drop us an email at trivia at uywradio dot com that's trivia at radio dot com because if The answer isn't answered correctly during the live broadcast. You could still win fabulous prizes. So uh, that's it for this week's trivia question. In practicing the three R's, which phase is the phase that keeps us on track? Is it review? Is it revise? Or is it recommit? How closely were you paying attention, Michael?
0: Well, I I pay a lot of attention to the knobs and the the levels.
3: Okay. Okay. So you're thinking phasers of a different kind, like maybe a plug-in phaser is yeah, what you're...
0: Guitar phaser, yeah.
3: Okay, yeah. So what was the new one that we just got now? What was that? Um, a, a, a denoiser. Right. Okay, well, that's not the right answer. <laughs> just in case you were wondering, Michael is not helping you cheat and win. Well, he's helping you cheat, but... That's not the winning answer. So if you have no idea what the answer is, everyone can still walk away a winner. Yes, you can. For listeners of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, audible.com is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You can find that again at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book. Now, are you ready for our next segment? I am. Because uh, this is our six ways to fail with stocks for your Minutes on Your Money. So this week's Minutes on Your Money, by the way, is brought to you by Christopher Channer. He is the author of this article that I found on a money website. And I was clicking through so many, I, I forget to mention which one it was. But uh, he'll be just thrilled to know that we are talking about his fabulous article. And it's a very simple article because uh, there um There's a million ways to make money. These six are not them in the stock market. (laughs) Let's just start there. So um, one of the ways that you can fail with stocks is to get excited about the next, quote, new thing. Okay. And then load up on companies who are early entrants for that theme, that genre, that industry. You know, so um, I'm thinking about, you know, the... uh, uh, the Napster guy, right so he came up with plaxo I don't know if you remember plaxo uh, but plaxo was um, an online contact management system you know like in a little address book for online um and like you could have been an investor in plastic, uh, Pla- plaxo uh, like I can't together, even uh, right? I know I did my I did my vocal exercises Vanessa would be proud <laughs> But it didn't work, apparently. I didn't do them enough. So uh, you could have been an early adopter getting in on a new thing. However, what's totally kicked butt in the online address arena?
0: LinkedIn.
3: Exactly. And LinkedIn is so much larger, more robust, more powerful. And they have, you know, revenue streams yeah. that you can generate with it. Um, And and it's got that social networking component that Plaxo didn't have. And so if you were an early adopter, you'd have been left in the dust. And and same with your investment. So uh, the second thing is to get competitive and make portfolio performance a race and not a journey. So, you know, you and your little buddies might all be investing and maybe you're comparing notes. Maybe you even have little club meetings, but then it becomes – you know, a challenge, this one-upmanship. And so now you're just focusing on the returns. And that might not always be the way to go. Like you might have some fabulous returns it may do really well in your picks. But if you're churning stocks, you're going to have serious tax ramifications. So it's actually going to put you behind the game instead of ahead of the game. So you might get bragging rights for picking the right stocks, but because you bought and sold and bought and sold, you might not actually end up ahead. So remember who you're really in it for and who who you're supposed to be in it to win it for, specifically. Uh, Third is to surrender to index investing on the theory that if you can't beat them, join them. Okay? And so that can be part of the mentality. You know, indexes are not securities, and they cannot be invested in directly. Um, There are, however, many funds and other instruments designed to mimic specific indexes, but in, you can't invest in an index itself. So, like the the Nasdaq is considered an index, or the NYSE, or the Chicago Board of Options; those are considered indexes where you, your stock gets listed. But you can't invest directly in it. But you can invest funds that are based on it. But that's surrendering. That, is,
0: that sort of spider is right. Spider is the. Uh, um... uh,
3: it's an it's an index fund. Yeah. Thank you. yeah yes. Yes. Very good. Very, ding ding ding. You are a winner. We'll have to make that a trivia question. We'll have to make that a trivia question for next time. Um, uh, So, yeah. So, you know, you can surrender. You can give up totally. And that's not always a good thing either. I mean, if you want to play, you know, play to win, but make sure that you stick to the rules of the game that you set forth. Also, um, number four is to be a shareholder rather than a share owner. Okay. And so a shareholder, and I think what he's trying to differentiate here in this article is that you're just making it a numbers game. And, you know, you can invest specifically on stock performance, or you can be a value investor, and you can look at the fundamentals behind why you should be in a stock, because it's a quality company, because they're filling a need, or they're they're um, making great strides in the marketplace. They're revolutionizing their industry or they're a blue chip. They've been around forever, yada, yada. There's a difference between being an owner. Just think about it when you, when you own property that you live in versus property that you're running. I mean, you don't think much about trash in your apartment. Right. But, you know, especially if you're in college or whatever, you're like, ah, whatever, I'll just pay my fees. But if it's yours, you're like, oh my gosh, you got to take care of it. I mean, think about how much better you take care of your car than you did your dad's or your sisters or brothers that you borrowed. So it's that whole same mentality. Uh, so be a share owner instead. And uh, the uh, the last two, um, well, I kind of already addressed sort of the last one by saying, you know, talking about the rules, failing to plan is one of those. Um, so just haphazardly investing without a strategic overall goal or strategy is not good because you know no plan or not all plans work but no plan never works so but the but the last one that i want to focus on is failing to assess and adjust and that was all what last week's show was about practicing the three r's identifying what's working doing more of it and identifying what's not working and changing it and so you know it's the definition of insanity yeah. you know if it's not working don't do it harder. (laughs) Perhaps we might want to retreat and realign and take a new course. So that is six power ways to fail with stocks. We have so much more coming up on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We have our moolah word of the day. We have Greg Rand from Own America and our final key, Become a Voracious Reader, all on today's show. Stay tuned for more right after this.
4: Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become.
3: I'm Heather Wagonhals. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money
5: motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Looking to take your game to the next level? Maybe you're restless and not sure what to do next in your life? If networking to elevate yourself, looking for inspiration, or being somewhere in between relaxing and making it happen, then the Women of Change Cruise is for you. Join a team of elite women who will take your game to the next level or help you find your game while surrounding yourself with welcoming, accepting women who will affirm, motivate, and inspire you to live your best life starting now. Space is limited. Surf over now and be a part of women just like you who refuse to settle for less and are looking to get more out of this lifetime.
3: The Women of Change Phenomenon. Leave your own mark on the world.
0: For more information about the Women of Change crews and upcoming events, please visit our website at womenofchange.org.
1: Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call
5: 480-926-6666. Welcome back
3: to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah, Heather Halls, And it is time for our moolah word of the day. How convenient that we have a moolah word with the maven of moolah. Isn't that pretty fabulous? What, you could be the Michael of moolah.
0: I'd have to get a little more moolah to, to earn <laughs> that name. I, think. <laughs> I, I got
3: about thirty-five cents in my pocket. You can you could be the Michael of moolah. So uh, today's word of the day actually has to do with uh, our investiva, our previous guest, uh, and it is derivative. And a derivative is a financial instrument whose characteristics and value depend upon the characteristics and value of an underlier, typically a commodity, a bond, an equity, or in the investiva's case, a currency. An example of a derivative includes futures and options. Advanced investors sometimes purchase or sell derivatives to manage the risk associated with the underlying security, to protect against fluctuations in value, or to profit from periods of inactivity or decline. These techniques can be quite complicated and quite risky unless you learn from last week's de- guest, uh, Kiana Danielle our investiva. So if you didn't listen to last week's show, she was so awesome. And uh, and uh, what was her she had the most clever thing, you know, wh- how Japanese make women make money after dark, wasn't that it? How Japanese oh,
0: yeah. something like that. And you went down a wrong path.
3: Oh, thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> Appreciate it. (laughs) Moving right along. Uh, Yeah, so well, perhaps I can contain myself in this interview then because we have a really interesting guest coming up because there are so many different ways to invest in the stock market and there is typically only one real way to invest in real estate. Um, But wouldn't it be cool if you can own real estate and invest in it And living in at the same time, wouldn't that be kind of an interesting concept? And I'd never heard of this before until I found out about Greg Rand. And he is a leading provider of acquisition and advisory services to institutional investors in the single-family real estate market. He is a 23-year industry veteran who ran a top real estate brokerage before before, before, before launching this institutional aggregation brokerage. Hi, I'm Heather. His firm, Own America, currently represents publicly traded REITs. REITs are real estate investment trusts, for those of you not familiar, and private equity firms and foreign investment funds in the intelligent aggregation of single-family homes in the U.S. Traditionally, REITs Our commercial property stuff, like power centers, strip malls, big buildings, single, you know, like uh, single tenant kind of stuff. Like, you know, you see a freestanding Walgreens on the corner or something. That's kind of like what REITs and trusts. It's an acronym, so it's not an official word, but it's R-E-I-T, Real Estate Investment Trust. And the Own America Network is the world's only national investment brokerage network with acquisition teams currently building portfolios of homes in 30-plus cities. And this network is the most highly trained and equipped on the globe. So I'm so excited because I've never heard of a REIT that does single-family property, and especially with this cool twist of you can like actually like pay yourself to live somewhere. So I'm excited to bring Greg Rand to the show. Greg, welcome to the broadcast. We're so glad to have you on.
2: I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me.
3: I'm super impressed with this concept that you represent for investment and building wealth. And I'm a big proponent, no matter what the market is doing, that real estate is the best in the entire world as far as I'm concerned because it's a physical asset. It's tangible. It's touchable. And it's a commodity that we all need, housing. Everybody needs a roof over our head. It's part of our survival, our food, shelter, water if you will, from Maslow. And that's what I think is so great about real estate. But let's talk about what you do with Own America, because I'm completely blown away by this concept, and I was never familiar with it, and I'm just fascinated. Can you tell us a little bit about what makes Own America different for home ownership and real estate investment than going and buying our own home and having to save up all our dimes and hopefully we qualify for a mortgage and all of that?
2: Well, that's great. I appreciate um your faith in uh, the housing market as an investment is great i'm I'm in the same boat as you and um the reasons for that is that this is an asset class single family real estate and and we include townhouses and you know two to four family small multifamily in that category. It has always been a small investor marketplace, right so people owning one or two or maybe five. Um, it's unusual that somebody owns more than 10. So it's, it's actually the average number of properties that, a, that an investor in single family owns is four properties. So it's a purview of the small investor. And unfortunately, a lot of people, and I've met a lot of them, so probably of you, who have a lot of faith in the housing market, despite what happened in the last 10 years, they recognize that was a self-inflicted anomaly, um, and that the housing market isn't very stable and for the reasons that you gave and more place to invest, but there's a barrier to entry, right? I mean, you have to put a down payment down, you have to put cool, a lot of eggs a in rent. one basket.
5: <laughs> well,
2: yeah, and it's a lot of eggs in one basket, but what's happened now is that institutional capital, institutional investment has now taken a position in the single-family market. They were attracted into it by the foreclosure crisis, but what they found now, what I mean is real estate investment trusts, private equity companies, the, the sorts of organizations that get into a new market in the billions, Okay. They've never been in single-family real estate. They've been in multi-family apartments. They've been in office buildings. They've been in retail shopping centers. They've been in industrial warehousing. Never been in Mm single-family. And now that a few of them got in, I mean, over the last four years, 90,000 properties have been bought. Single-family homes have been bought by about a dozen companies who are the pioneers in this space, and several of them are clients of ours. We help them buy the right houses in the right place. They put them out for lease and try to give the customers the, the tenants give the tenants a great experience. But they're going public now. And what it means is that you can put money out of your 401k, $100 a week. You can invest in the housing market and get the power of the wealth-creating capacity of that asset class without having to manage the property, without getting that dreaded phone call at 2 in the morning when the, the HVAC breaks. Yeah. Um, My door looks out of the without, Yeah, exactly. Without getting a mortgage. In other words, you can, you can literally buy shares in a portfolio of single-family homes, and the housing market performs beautifully as compared to other assets that are stable, because it is actually stable, even though what happened in the last 10 years, um, if you hold it long enough, it always evens out. But the point is that you actually can put $100 a week into the housing market, build up a stake in the U.S. housing market in a way that is completely liquid, flexible, you can get in, you can get out, and you're buying publicly traded stocks.
3: Yeah, it's pretty interesting because traditionally REITs have always been like you know um, uh, commercial properties, mega centers, strip malls, things like that. We find these uh, variety of different things uh, uh, or different qualities of property, apartment complexes, all that stuff, but on big commercial levels. And you know, so so I'm intrigued by the well, I guess. The, the idea that a REIT would even go into the single family housing market and have, you know, a single tenant, single asset. And then, so, uh, so I invest in these. So how does that help me as an individual who is looking for, um, you know, home ownership, but I can't afford to like put a down payment on my, uh, on a house and, um, so now I'm owning shares of stock. So how does that benefit me um, to be investing in the market in that way? Because what, what am I going to do That's about a great this over my head?
2: Right, it's a great question because you know you you would think I was talking about people I mentioned the 401k, but there's been a debate raging in this country for the last year or so about uh, have we become a renting society, right? You probably caught that debate going on. Now, our younger generation is not interested in owning homes, et cetera. The truth is, is that Owning a home is one option, renting a home is another, but there's a third option now. These publicly traded REITs, in some ways, inadvertently, they weren't doing it for this purpose. What they've created is a way that you can be a resident shareholder. Think about that. You lease a home. The home is owned by a REIT. You settle in, your kids play in the yard, you like where you live, you become friendly with your neighbors, but you're leasing it, but it's owned by a publicly traded REIT. And so you accumulate shares of the REIT. Are you a homeowner? Not really, but kind of you are. I mean, you own one brick in this house, but you own a brick in 5,000 other houses throughout the Carolinas and Florida and Texas and California. You own a piece of your home. And what we're starting to see from the tenants who do that, who actually approach it that way and say, you know, I like this. this is, I want to be a homeowner, and I'm, I'm getting my fix a little bit by virtue of buying into the portfolio that owns my house. They're indicating a desire to stay longer, it's giving them, you know, it's, it's probably similar to. Remember when leasing cars came out? People said, "Oh, oh yeah. no one's going to rent the car for th- for three years." And it's like, we didn't say rent the car for three years. Lease a car. It's different. It's an alternative that has not been here before.
3: Right. Yeah. And and nobody thought it would catch on, but it's almost easier to qualify for a lease, and you know, you're not stuck with the depreciation. So that's kind of one that's of the. True. There's a lot of
2: reasons why homeownership is superior. Um, But being able to accumulate shares in an investment that you're living in in a a quite literal way but has this other diversification element to it, it's going to wind up being a way for people to be homeowners without being homeowners.
3: This is fascinating to me. I've got a litany more questions, but I want to take a moment and visit with our fabulous sponsors so we can continue to provide this programming. So you are listening to Greg Rand on Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we'll be right back with more coming up after this.
4: Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby, all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside, they knew they could easily become...
3: I'm Heather Wagonholtz. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money
5: motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Looking to take your game to the next level? Maybe you're restless and not sure what to do next in your life? If networking to elevate yourself, looking for inspiration, or being somewhere in between relaxing and making it happen, then the Women of Change Cruise is for you. Join a team of elite women who will take your game to the next level or help you find your game while surrounding yourself with welcoming, accepting women who will affirm, motivate, and inspire you to live your best life starting now. Space is limited. Surf over now and be a part of women just like you who refuse to settle for less and are looking to get more out of this lifetime.
3: The Women of Change Phenomenon. Leave your own mark on the world.
0: For more information about the Women of Change crews and upcoming events, please visit our website at womenofchange.org.
1: Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, Guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666.
3: Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, and I'm so excited. I am joined by Own America's Greg Rand, and we are talking about a really unique way to make money and build wealth in real estate, but not be an homeowner, but kind of be a homeowner, and sort of not really, but yes. So. Uh, welcome back to the show, Greg. Before the break, we were talking about this really unique idea of the way you have created investment opportunities and and places for folks to put their roots down and, and a foundation for their homes and their families through using REITs and leasing instead of... of um, uh, buying a home outright or having to save up for a down payment. And my question to you is, and I think that because you're in the investment markets, whether it's stocks, bonds, or real estate, what makes um, investing, say, $100,000 into a REIT different than spending $100,000 on the down payment of a home?
2: That's a great question. And the the answer comes... Kind of think of it this way. The, the, the United States has um, 350 different MSAs, marketplaces, with more than 50,000 population. Okay? So all these towns and cities are different. And when you put, and I'm an advocate, by the way, of putting $100,000 down and buying an investment property. Don't get me wrong. But this, I know there's a lot of people that can't or are concerned about putting all their eggs in one basket. And so what, what you get with the REIT is a diversified portfolio. All right, what what I'd like you to think of me as, because my job is to help these REITs who have several billion dollars to deploy, figure out what cities to invest in, what kind of properties to invest in, how to structure their operations so that they, they can take advantage of a variety of really exciting and positive trends that are going on, but maybe affecting one city differently than another. And so... A great example is where you are in Phoenix, Arizona, okay? Arizona has gone through the roller coaster. It's one of the more volatile markets over the last number of years. It has just shot up during the boom times. They came down pretty hard during the bad times, and now it's recovering. But it's become a little bit of a ping pong ball. Well,
3: right? yeah, and we didn't learn the first time around, and that's why we had the, the RTC come in and clean up what happened. And, you know, for those of us that lived through Well, you through guys
2: the- got in. You guys were all in. Yeah, Phoenix was all in on, on both sides of the trend, okay? But... A lot of people recognize something that's evident on its face, which is that Phoenix is a great American city that is going to come roaring back. and It is already happening now, but it has created volatility. And volatility is opportunity. But we have the opportunity, if we go and buy three or 400 homes in Phoenix, to buy three or 400 homes in Raleigh, North Carolina, too, to balance it out. Because Raleigh, North Carolina has different fundamentals, different reasons why people move there and stay there, different economic drivers, and a completely different experience over the last 10 years it's been very stable. People don't think of that, but if you're going to buy volatile, you hedge it, right? I'm a picker of markets, and I'm a mixer of markets where we, we understand the drivers. You know, there are cities that are booming now because the energy industry has um, found natural gas, Western Pennsylvania, okay? Is that the Rust Belt because the manufacturing era wound down? Absolutely not. That whole market has turned around. Pittsburgh is a great hedge with... Riverside, California, that also rolled the roller coaster ride, or Tampa, Florida, right. roller coaster ride market with awesome long-term fundamentals, but a little bit of volatility in the near term. So give us some Houston, Texas, to go with it. Yeah. And well, so you what about the Dakota to, too?
3: Because aren't they into this big oil boom too?
2: Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. The Panama Canal is expanding. 2014. The ships that come through the Panama Canal. The ships that can't come through the Panama Canal come from Asia, stop in California, put the stuff on trucks and trains to come east, there are now going to be those ships coming through the canal and landing in the Gulf Coast and the southeast U.S. ports. Who's taking taking the best advantage of that? Jacksonville, Florida, and Charleston. So they have booms coming to them, industry booms coming to them because of macro trends. And if you want to play the Panama Panama Canal expansion, we say play that Panama Canal expansion by buying 400 houses in Jacksonville because the population is going to grow. So it's, it's, the idea is that it's interesting, but it's also very common sense, and you can read and understand. I'm a professional at this, but for everyday people, you can get into it. You can pick which REIT you want to be. Are you into Texas and the Carolinas? right? Are you into the West Coast? These are, REITs are doing combinations of these things and giving people a chance, kind of like you can buy a mutual fund and see what stocks that mutual fund invests in, you're now able to buy REITs and see what markets those REITs invested. In.
3: Yeah, I, I, I like that. You know, spreading your risk, you know, I was always um, a proponent of... Um, reads that bought multifamily housing because if you have a hundred units in an apartment complex and if you do, you know, a vacancy rate of five percent at any one given time, you got, you know, ninety percent occupancy. And so if you you're missing a couple of income streams because some of those units aren't going rented, then it's no big deal because you got all those others that are are, are cranking a positive cash flow for you. And I think that this idea of a REIT takes that the power of a multifamily property and brings that that power of having your risk spread out over several income streams to the single family market as you're explaining it to me. you know
2: you're absolutely right very astute and the other side of that which is worth mentioning I'm sure some of your listeners are are shouting at the, at the uh, speaker saying, yeah, but you got instead of one lawn, you've got 400 lawns to cut in Jacksonville. And they're right about that. It's a more complicated management function to deal with. And that's what's happening today. What's going on in the REIT, the single-family REIT world today, is they are, for the first time, proving they can do that part. 2014 is the year to watch how single-family REITs perform because they'll be paying their first dividends in 2014, proving that we can buy the right stuff, we can fix it up efficiently, We can rent it out, and we can maintain that tenant relationship and manage that property effectively enough to pay a dividend of X. And it will do that. I know the asset class well enough now from being as deep into this as I am for how long I have been that the reason why so many of your listeners themselves or people they know have created wealth by owning homes is that homes have this incredible combination of steady-as-she-goes capital appreciation, except in the most volatile markets, and they, they do still come back. But steady appreciation plus a positive cash flow. You know, almost everywhere in the country, like in, in Dallas, we could buy a nice house, generate a 6.5% profit on our investment, 6.5% return just on the rents, you know, minus expenses, and a 3.5% home price appreciation but without leverage, okay? So that's a 10% return on investment per year on, on a house in Dallas, okay? And people will get to see that, that's one heck of a stable thing to invest in. And if you can get 10%, unleveraged
3: 10% Yeah, um, that's, that's on a stable that's investment, it doesn't like me that. Away. And, and the fact that I don't even have to come out of pocket with it if I can direct my 401k to invest in this or my self-directed IRA and say, hey, I want to be a part of that. You know, I'm, I, I want to, you know, because that's money that we can't use anyway unless we borrow against it. And so then what's the point? You know,
2: right, and, and you know what happens? If you need, if you need money, because you're going to send a kid to college, you, just, you go on E-Trade and you sell your shares. I mean, that's the point, is that it's, it's easy in and easy out. Um, I'm, I personally still acquire individual properties myself. I like the control of that, okay? So there's downsides to this, but I'm extremely excited about being in REITs also, because there are so many cities and towns in this country to love. And to see the obvious profit in them, and to be able to do them all at once, or you know, twenty or thirty of them at once by buying a fund that owns homes in them, homes in them. It's, if you're a real estate junkie and you like investment, but you kind of like the fast pace of the stock market, this is kind of the closest thing to it.
3: Yeah, you know, and like you can use it as an additional investment income stream. It doesn't have to replace anything you're already doing. It's just yet another option. And if you are a real estate fan and, and, and I am because, you know, when the zombie apocalypse comes, it's going to be my assets and the people in them that are protecting them and building my wealth for me <laughs> that I'm counting on. And how great is that if I could have something that is nationwide in multiple markets? And, you know, one of the greatest things about real estate investment is that you know it's real estate investment but then one of the worst things is it's real estate investment because then you got to manage the property and so by by investing in a REIT you're just delegating all of that to somebody else you don't even you don't even care you know, because you're not getting those phone calls. I think your initial comments were, were right about that. It's not you, or you don't have to follow around your property manager and worry about whether he's dipping into the bank account and cutting extra checks for himself. Because there's still, even though you delegate to a property management company with your own investments, you still got your own stuff to you got to worry about. Um, when you're yeah, we've
2: got eating. publicly traded publicly traded watchdogs keeping an eye on what the operators of the portfolios are doing. I mean, there's there's no place in the world as transparent and accountable is a public company.
3: Right. And I so mean, you, you um, can't get you more know, naked than that, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Exactly right. You know, you make a mistake and the board of directors says, I don't care how much you love this guy. He's gone. Here comes the new guy. <laughs> that's, what, that's what happens in public companies.
3: Yeah. Um, although, I can oh, tell that you, I, I know, I
2: know the, people that run the, the people that I know that run the REITs that are public right now. Uh, my advice, again, is to watch it play out. Watch it play out, because the institutionalization of an asset class means that it's now been structured. It has um, organization inflicted upon it in a way that it never had before and reporting and data quality and analysis and transparency. Uh, and I know the asset class will perform because it always has. It just never has. I mean, you, you don't get a statement in the mail telling you how the homes that you've owned have performed. You just know they have. Right. Unless you got, I mean, I understand some people listening are like, I bought a house for 500 grand four years ago. I got screwed. I understand that. But overall, over the long term. Um, that's actually a great argument for diversifying, honestly, Well, yeah, and you, and, you, you know, would you've have got professionals
1: all-
3: that understand, that, you know, that that are making investment decisions based solely on the the numbers. It's not about. Um, their emotion, you know, and, and, and I know that I've worked with some new investors and as they start getting into the fold and they start acquiring their first few copper, uh, uh, properties, they're worried about that that orange shag carpet from the 70s. And I'm like, what does that have to do with somebody handing you a check every month? You know, that's not why you should avoid buying this property. That's a reason, too, because then that's going to give us negotiation leverage. Look how goofed up this is. We're going to have to work to redo this place. So I'm going to take the discount because, you know, like I do, that you always make your money on the buy. It's never on the sell. And so that's a a, a point uh, that someone that's working for a REIT, you know, it, it's not their money on the table, so their emotions aren't involved in it. So they're going to make a, an investment decision based on the right reasons versus somebody who's actively investing and maybe a little bit nervous and getting their emotions and, you know, I hope this turns right. out.
2: Professional, negotiator, professional negotiators working with reams of data, screens all over the place telling you what you should be offering. But also, you know what, this is something your losers might not uh, expect. We emphasize buying the nicest houses we can. We literally buy houses intentionally that are going to be surprising and delightful when the tenants find out they're available to lease. We go for the cul-de-sacs. We go for the curb appeal. We go for the touches, the crown moldings, because we know that we're hanging around to this place for decades. And so it's not the quote-unquote investment house. I don't want you people picturing the, a whole bunch of investment houses, you know, the lousy location, busy street, high-tension wires. No. Well-maintained, nicely restored Landscaped houses, wood floors, mantels by the fireplace—places that people are not going to want to leave.
3: Right, somewhere that's where you, you would want to live.
2: Someplace that I would want to live. We have actually, of course, we've used that. You know, if you wouldn't let your mom walk down that street at night, don't show me houses there. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we're talking about Good schools, all, all that's all the qualitative stuff that that people. Because um, you it's, want it's your tenants a. to be
3: long term. Like, you don't want them to be transient. Right. You don't want to have to find another tenant in a year. You want to do long term right. leases.
2: But right. Class A residential, nice houses and good school, not high ends, but nice quality school districts, good houses, nice neighborhoods. It's, um, that's the kind of portfolio that you're investing in with uh, the client's lease that I'm working with.
3: Well, this has been awesome. If I want or our listeners want to learn more about what you do, Greg, and how you do it and possibly get involved, where can they find you?
2: Well, you know, our site is more of an institutional and professional site. It's called ownamerica.com. If you want to learn more about what we do, um, our our investment philosophy, I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Crash Boom. Crash Boom is on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and stuff. So understanding this investment philosophy and the kind of philosophy that is making us a favored advisor um, to these large funds, because we just have an understanding of the way the asset class performs that puts us in a in a position to be that that, that picker of, of markets, that philosophy is embedded in the book Crash Boom. So Good place
3: to go there. Great. Well, and thank you so much for being a part of the show. And for listeners who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can get Greg's book and all the linky links to his website and all of his wonderful information. Stay tuned. We have so much more coming up on the very last show for Unlock Your Wealth Radio for this year. In this season, but not ever, because we're coming back in 2014. So stay tuned for more right after this.
4: Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby, all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become.
3: I'm Heather Wagonholtz. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your
5: morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Looking to take your game to the next level? Maybe you're restless and not sure what to do next in your life? If networking to elevate yourself, looking for inspiration, or being somewhere in between relaxing and making it happen, then the Women of Change Cruise is for you. Join a team of elite women who will take your game to the next level or help you find your game while surrounding yourself with welcoming, accepting women who will affirm, motivate, and inspire you to live your best life starting now. Space is limited. Surf over now and be a part of women just like you who refuse to settle for less and are looking to get more out of this lifetime. The Women of Change Phenomenon.
3: Leave your own mark on the world.
0: For more information about the Women of Change crews and upcoming events, please visit our website at womenofchange.org.
3: Greenback is
1: your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666.
3: Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhals. And it is that time for our Keys to Riches. And this is our very last key for this season and for the year. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you. We hopefully have enlightened you, financially speaking. The keys to riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth all while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that each and every week, one week at a time, one key from our keys to riches at a time. And uh, so um, uh, this week's key is become a voracious reader. But let's take a moment uh, while uh, De Niro the Prosperity Poochie is alluding, alerting me my blood sugar is dropping, that uh, the, uh, our our trip has been amazing this whole season. If you think about where we came from with acceptance and affirmation to where we are now, become a voracious reader, we went through first accepting and affirming our wealth. Then we learned to take action and make assessment. Then we created our dreams with deadlines. Then we learned that knowledge is power, but not knowing is powerful. We also learned how to take emotion out of the picture. We learned how to hope for the best and plan for the worst. We learned how to break our budgets and create a healthy savings and spending plan instead. We also learned how to make no seasonal exceptions. We also learned how to create our credit. We learned how real estate can be a powerful tool in our investment portfolio. Okay? We also learned that we should probably forget the perfection principle. We also learned how to review, revise, and recommit by practicing the three R's like we did last week. And now we are here at our final key, which is to become a voracious reader. And the reason why this key exists is because this is just a foundation for your brain-based financial literacy program, okay? We need to take this one step further and continue our education, and we can do that through reading. I've always been a voracious reader, and that is the one thing that has set me apart from everyone else, and I can attest to that because I wasn't able to finish college, and I was so scared that I wasn't going to be marketable or successful in the marketplace that I figured I had to get the knowledge to be competitive, and all I did was read books. And I still to this day read two to three books a week, and it'll it'll be what sets you apart from your competition. All you have to do is not worry about those pieces of paper or licenses on the wall. Unless, of course, you're going to practice medicine and you should probably go get one of those. But outside of that, if, if you just want to be able to make money and create a life for you and your family, there's no piece of paper on the wall that's going to make a difference in your life than a book can by reading it today. Reading great writing does so many things for us. But let's just specifically talk about a couple of the things that the brain gets. The brain itself, by reading first, it expands our knowledge. Okay, So you receive wisdom when you read. Okay. Two, it physically and permanently alters the structure of our brain. And for those of you who have been with us all season, you understand how hard it is to undo some of those pathways when they've been programmed incorrectly. That's why they say don't listen to devil music. Don't play your ACDC records backwards (laughs) because it's going to imprint in your brain. This is why, because it physically alters the structure of your brain. And so the quality of the reading Um, that you're doing has everything to do with your success and ability to overcome limiting beliefs and be successful also it focuses our brain on the information that you're taking in so if like me you're an avid crocheter and you're learning through crochet which is a totally different type of crochet it's kind of sort of knitting and kind of sort of crochet but kind of not really either at the same time and so the only way to get better at that is to read and then apply that information. So it'll focus our brain on what it is that we t- we're trying to accomplish. Um, it also gives us possible scenarios. So if you think about hope for the best, plan for, for the worst, in that key, we wanted to create possible scenarios that we would have to overcome and what to do when we get overwhelmed with emotion. This will show us in writing how certain choices play out. Okay, so one, it gives you resources in a time of need or panic. And two, it will also give us the words we need when we need to use them. It will also elevate our ability to express ourselves and increase our ability to communicate with others because we can be, one, understood because we can communicate effectively. And two, with more words, that gives us more resources to understand others. And if we talk about Stephen Covey, and the seven habits of highly affected people, the first habit is to seek first to understand, then be understood. And if you were listening to someone and have no idea what they're saying because you feel like they're speaking over your head, if you enrich your life with a power of words and vocabulary and how it comes together, you'll be able to understand people and be able to respond more effectively. I mean, think about this, Michael. Haven't you ever had a conversation with someone and they're kind of going off on a tangent and you just, you don't quite know what they're saying, but you're kind of reading body language and listening to the tone and you make an assumption about what they're thinking. Sure,
0: sure.
3: So, and then you go to feed it back to them as you understand it. And then they're like, no, that's not what I meant at all. Yeah. Okay, so that's why reading is so powerful because it'll give you those tools that you don't currently have as a resource. So it's just something to think about. And you can start easy. So we have a simple commitment. It's your daily five. And so you can make this commitment to incorporate reading into your life. You can do it one of two ways. You can do five minutes of reading. And especially if you were not good at reading, okay, you want to build that skill. Well, yeah, I mean, some people are dyslexic and it's hard for them to read. So take five minutes or five pages, okay? If you're a fast reader, five minutes or five pages, but no more than that because you want to make it a habit and we don't want to take too much time because then if we get too much involved, I know that if I don't regulate my crochet like that, if I don't limit myself to just 15 minutes a day as a little relaxation thing, number one, my projects never get done or I'll spend like four or five hours and then I'll not hot shit for like months. So we want to create a healthy habit with reading. And so we want to do five minutes or five pages every day. And it doesn't matter when, but the more consistent you are with the time that you do it, the easier it will be to make it a habit. So if you get up every day and before you roll out of the sack, just take and take your five minutes or your five pages and do it right then and there, boom, it's done. But I got an even better way because of our new sponsor, Audible. What if we just read with our ears? Isn't that fabulous? You don't even need to read with your eyes anymore. That's and you can do it for free.
0: That's acceptable.
3: That is acceptable because that's how I'm able to get so much of my reading done because I'm usually driving or I'm waiting in a lobby for someone and I can just flip it on and you'd be surprised at how much you can get done. And if you're like me, because I'm a speed talker, I'm also a speed listener, so I don't just listen on the first level. I crank it up and I speed read with my ears so I have it like playing at twice the speed, you know, so – yeah. Yeah, so you can adjust it. So you can so you can be a speed reader with your ears too. So it's a pretty phenomenal thing. So anyway, that's it for this week's key. That's it for this week's season for the keys to riches financial wellness series for unlock your wealth radio. We uh, have completed our sexy and 17 season. So we're going to be barely legal next season will be 18. Holy smokes. So we've got so many great things coming up for next season, and we're kicking it off with none other than Chicken Soup for the Soul Magnate. Mark Victor Hansen, I'm so excited about that. For this week's key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, please visit unlockyourwealthradio.com where you can get that and so many more resources, as well as in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness. So do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or, or MP3 player. Now, for Unlock Your Wealth Radio, I am Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today.
0: Unlockyourwealthradio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches financial wellness series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.